Okay, I'm going absolutely nuts. Um, so I, 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 this is another one where I just watch a thing and like genuinely like tent, like I just closed out of, like I thought, like I, I had, I had this open already before I closed out of the tab of Netflix. I'm, so I just watched, um, Space Sweepers and I am going to talk about this movie, um, Oh my gosh, it's so good. I'm going to talk about it without any spoilers first because I need to convince people, even if those people are imaginary, to watch this movie. And then I just need to ramble about how amazing it was. Um, but anyway, so um, I think the last thing that I just talked about was Rogue One. And um, as we all know, the best genre of film, um, actually, I mean, the best genre of book, I wouldn't say film because I feel like this doesn't happen often in films, um, but the best genre of book is um, a whole bunch of people on a spaceship together um, doing who knows what, and they become this found family. Um, usually it's great if it's queer, um, and that's just that's just the good vibe. And I watched Rogue One um, and then got really like back in the mood of that, um, and just back in the mood of like, space movies in general. I thought about watching the Star Wars movies again, um, and then I was like, uh, I want to do that at some point. I just want something new. And I um, remembered seeing like a single piece of art about this show, um, and somebody had like captioned it with like, um, like, oh man, like now I care about like a new space family or whatever. And I was like, huh, what is this? And I checked and it was on Netflix and I watched it. And it is just so good. So good. Okay. So the, the things that I like about this movie, I'm going to say before the premise is the premise found family as a concept. Um, it's got loads of social commentary that's done in a way that's really good. Um, and this idea of like people banding together um, from a lower class being the only thing that's like stopping um, humanity from like falling apart basically. Um, and it's got very good characters. I love all of the main characters. Like I love all of them um, and all of the side characters. And the other thing that I really like about this movie, um, and I guess like this is true of like a lot of um, non-American or, or non-like English as a main language movie, um, I think, um, or at least is more true of those in that um, it had so many people speaking different languages throughout it. And I just, it was like some something so specific that I just loved. So those are the things that I love about that. Of love about this um, and now I will talk about the premise um, I have still no spoilers but okay so it follows this team of um, sweepers um, a space sweepers which starting off I'm like oh, I love talking about space junk anyway um, so so the, the point of these this this sweeper team is that they're trying to um, gather debris in Earth's orbit um, and bring it back for money. Um, and this is set in the year t 2092, I think? 2092 or something? Some, somewhere around there. 2094, maybe. Pretty sure it's 2092. Um, and so... Wait, am I actually recording this? Yeah, okay, cool. Um, so, so the year is 2092, 
um, what has happened is the earth has grown more and more unlivable. Um, it's got a very Wally vibe, and I say this sounding so dumb because this is very clearly like you know just a theme in general uh, in like media, but for some reason it's just like it feels very Wally in a lot of other aspects too. But anyway, um, so Earth is unlivable. Um, this guy named mm, something Sullivan, I think is his name. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think he's some rich dude. Um, he basically, he like builds this, this city or something, um, that's up above, um, the, the earth and, um, up above like, uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly what it's, how, what it's described. It's like maybe like a ring around earth or something like that. It's this safe haven for people. It's got like holographic sky so it looks like it's earth it's got real dirt and plants and like people are confused by this dirt when they come visit um so he's he's built this utopia and his goal um is he's been terraforming mars i believe um and has um like made this new eden for people to go to but the thing is um the current place that all of the people are outside of earth that big ring um doesn't fit everybody on earth so there had to be some choice made um, as to who got to go there and who had to stay on Earth. Um, and and um, it talks a lot about like UTA citizenship. Um, and if you are a citizen, um, you are like one of those people who's been chosen to live in this, this Eden place. Um, and if you're a non-citizen, you haven't been. And a lot of the... Um, the factory workers, these uh, space sweepers, are non-citizens um, who live or spend a lot of their time in space um, at this factory that's like sort of near this Edenic ring, um, but like you know live down on Earth and so on and so forth. Um, so you know it's this isn't really a, a reveal or anything like that because um, you know that this is a shit idea, um, of course. But like they, they they say like specifically at some point that the people that were chosen to live in this Eden place, um, they like looked at people's DNA and they were like it's genetically proven um, what type of person you're going to be, what your character and your morals are, um, and um, we looked at like people's DNA and we only took the people that like had good morals um, or some some bullshit like that. Um, so this is the kind of world that we that we're put in. Um, Earth is this smoggy, you know, no plants exist, gonna be uninhabitable soon. Um, and the the solution for um, the the chosen few is to live in this this ring around Earth and later to live on Mars, um, which feels very uh, topical and you know. There's not really a lot of discussion about um, rich people in this, except for the fact that I think Sullivan is rich. It's like not really, it might, it might be stated earlier. Um, but like, it's the kind of thing where like, you know, it feels like, you know, you could very easily see people um, bribing to get onto this Eden place, even if their genes don't tell them that they're good people. Um, but anyway, so this is the world we live in. We have these sweepers, um, who are the four main characters, um, and I 
um, one of them, one of them only has a name or has a name that I like couldn't catch when they were talking because this movie is um, was made in Korea and the four main characters mainly speak Korean um, and one of them has a name that like I think is different from the English translation um, but is uh, so, like I couldn't I couldn't catch and couldn't figure it out but so the the, the like the first like real main character is Teo um, who is like the pilot of this this plane um, this this crew um, who it's it's seen like really early on he's in a lot of debt um, and he is trying to do like literally everything he can to get out of this debt um, he is like uh, wor like working crazy hours and he's stealing from his own crew um, that's kind of like a it's that's right at the beginning it's not really a spoiler it's like the first thing you know about him is he's been stealing from these other people and his crew to um, to uh, to try to get out of debt um, the other three on the squad are um, Captain um, uh, what's her name Captain Zhang who um, is like, you know, typical like badass woman who uh, takes no shit, um, likes big guns, and she cannot lie. <laughs> um, and who we don't get like a lot of like history for at the beginning. She's just badass and cool. Um, okay, I hope I'm recording again. My alarm, my lettuce, my alarm for my medicine just went off. Um, okay, back on track. Captain Zhang, who's um, badass. She's really cool. We don't get a lot about her um, from the beginning. Um, I sound so sniffly because I was like crying at how good this movie was. I'm sorry. Um, and then the other person who's uh, who's like a flesh person um, with them is Park, who um, is this like badass guy. They're all, they're, I mean, Teo's kind of not badass, but the other two are. Um, and he's got all of these like tattoos. Um, we, we learn, like, later, this isn't really a spoiler, because it's, it's just kind of who he is. We learn later he was, like, a drug dealer, um, and he's, like, really, um, he, one of the, like, first things he says at the beginning, um, see, like, he's, like, he thinks that there's a thief on board, and he's, like, I'll chop off your hands, um, or, or like, you know, I'm, if, if it was the old me, I would have chopped off your hands right away, um, and, um, again, like, we don't get a whole lot of backstory, because it mainly follows Teo, um, throughout a lot of it. Um, and then the fourth person on their squad is Bubs, who is this, um, android character. Again, Bubs, I, like, that's definitely not the name that is spoken in Korean, but I couldn't catch it. Um, so that's what I'm going to call this character. Um, like, you know, pretty typical, like, pretty cool, sassy, a little bit, um, uh, a little bit sarcastic android character, um, as one does, um, awesome um smokes them all at like poker or whatever they're playing um so these these are the four characters and the very beginning of this we see all of them being utter messes it's so freaking good like that it's just like the opening scene is them um is park saying like oh you know i think there's a thief on board and he accuses um captain jung and um He's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's not me. And like Teo is sitting there going like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God I'm going to die. And like the two of them start fighting and then one of them accidentally hits Teo. And like, it's just like this, the scene ends with like all three of them like knocked out via accident. 
Um, I like I think like Park and Captain Jong like headbutt each other like like as an attack like that you see in movies all the time where like people headbutt and like you know they knock somebody out and then they just like both pass out it's just so ridiculous like you see how shitty they are um but you also see them um the same opening scene is them stealing the loot of another group and like the other group is like hey what are you doing and they're all like um uh you know blah, blah, blah. and um so like you know they're they're pretty good at their job. They like to snatch some other people's loot because they're they're trying to make as much money as possible. Um, they're fucking messes, um, and so this is like kind of where we start with them. Um, the other things about this world that I think it's important to know is that it has the coolest like way of doing like so so Star Trek has this universal translator thing, and the way that it works is that just like all of the aliens speak English. Because, I don't know, like, the audience is assumed to also have this universal translator or whatever. Um, but that's not how it works in this movie. It's like, everybody has these earpieces in, and you can, you can see it on everyone. Um, and they all just speak whatever language that they're speaking. And then everybody else is, like, just presumably, like, understands them. And it was really interesting at the beginning, because I was, like, confused a bit when... Um, first of all, I think like the, for some reason, either they dubbed over the German in this version that I watched or the subtitles were just wrong and there was never any German being spoken. Um, but like, yeah, I was like confused at the beginning because beginning they were saying like, this was in English and this isn't that. And like, and I was like, okay, it, like weird. Like, you know, I, I understand that like English is often in, um, movies that are not like that don't have English as a main language just because it's such a widely spoken like language at this point um and sometimes like they either like put it in for like flavor or whatever or um assuming that their audience will know like at least like these basic phrases or stuff like that or curse words or um things like that um but no so what so the way that it works is just so cool because you have all of these different languages um and of course uh the main four like uh, do all speak the same language. Um, so like you, you can tell that that's the language that you're meant to, to know in order to watch this without subtitles or whatever. Um, but it's just some, there's just something about like the, the ship that they steal from at the beginning has like one man talking in Russian and another talking in Arabic and a third with a big old Canadian flag talking in English. Um, and somebody else talking in Mandarin. And it's just like, I'm like, it's so, it's so exactly like what the 2090s like would be like in real life. Like, I mean, it wouldn't, it, I hope it's not. I really, I mean, I'll probably be dead by then, but like, God, I hope not. Um, cause it, this world is a little like fucked up, but you know, our world is too. Um, but it's just so good of like, you know, like, uh, like Star Trek has this idea of a common tongue um, and it's it's a way to get like get past this idea of like you know let's just speak in English and I love movies that don't do that that just are like look we know that like this is supposed to be like a French movie but um, that takes place during like World War Two, so we're just gonna have everyone speak French and then like the German soldiers are gonna speak German accented French um, or, you know, the way that, like, uh, American movies will just often, like, almost, um, assume that, like, you know, it's not even weird for people to be speaking English, almost an American. Um, but, so that's, so that's one bit that I love, and it's kind of, like, that just sort of sums up a lot of the movie's feel, and, like, I don't know, just this idea of connection with other people, even though 
you kind of you don't know exactly who they are and you don't um you don't uh i don't know like you don't have everything in common and shit this is gonna be a fucking long episode um but anyway so that's the good thing um the other thing that you need to know that sort of sets the scene of this movie is that the basic premise is so you have these four space sweepers who um are uh, you know doing their thing they're trying to get out of debt and what happens is um there is a super weapon made by uta is that is that their name i forget it now it might be ute i don't know made by the the the, the fancy people um that looks like a a little girl um it's like don't don't be deceived by this cute outside um this is actually a nuclear weapon that we have been developing um that has gotten out of our labs so if you see it like give it back to the government the utea or whatever the hell they're called um and so again not like really spoilers this this happens like at the very very beginning it happens in like if you look at the trailer or whatever um so this crew comes up across this girl um and they decide to uh, ransom her to this like terrorist organization um, in order to get money um, <clears throat> and um, so so that so this is the premise you have these four characters who are absolute fucking messes who um, are trying to get as much money as possible because all of them are in debt for some reason or another and um, they come across this uh, girl looking super weapon and decide to ransom her and um then from there it's good found family feels and just amazing things um so here's my here's my cutoff of if you want to watch this movie without spoilers which you should because there are some good good things that happen in this movie um stop now and come back later um okay i now i don't even know what to say because it's just so good okay so the thing I love most about this movie is, oh my god, I started that sentence without no, without knowing what to say. I just like all of the character. Like when a movie has good characters, when a, when a when a piece of media has good characters, like anything could happen with the plot, and I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I just like I love seeing these characters interact with each other and coexist together, and seeing how that how that works. Um, but this movie comes up with a kicker plot too. Like it's just, it's 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 the kind of thing where I was like sitting on the edge of my seat, um, even sort of like knowing how this had to play out, um, and like the sort of like plot twist at the end I should have seen coming, but I was so caught up in like what was happening and who these characters were that I didn't, and it like stabbed me in the heart at the end. And so anyway, I'm going to talk through the rest of the plot now um, and just how good it is. So they, they get this girl. They're all like freaking or this ro- robot um, uh, weapon. Um, they're all freaking scared of her. Um, but they're like, we're going to ransom her. Um, and so they try to do that like multiple times. Um, uh, or they try to do that once and they almost get killed by the, the, the fancy government people who had listened in on their, their exchange happening. Um, and so, like, uh, that, that, that happens once, they, they figure out they're, they're trying to, um, I don't remember this guy's name, 
um, with her trying to ransom her to some scientist. And uh, Captain Jong looks up who this scientist is, and it turns out he's this guy who's um, worked a lot with nanobots. Um, and, you know, that's all, that's all they kind of know about him. Um, but the ransom doesn't go through. Um, the girl weapon goes missing. Um, they have to, like, find her, and then they skedaddle. And so, like, all the while, while they're kind of, like, in their little ship, the Victory, um, she is, like, slowly, like, kind of growing on everybody else. Um, she draws these adorable drawings of each of the people. Um, and Park is, like, the first one to, like, absolutely adore her. And she calls, like, all of them, like, uncle and auntie and, like, immediately, like, takes to them. Um, and Park is, like, you know, fooling around with her and, like, Teo's, like, like stop it like she's a weapon and he's like oh like are you scared of her like uh, like oh like look at um uh and i think okay because originally she was called like dorothy like that's the weapon name and i think at some point during um the first failed uh hostage exchange they figure out that her name is um coat nima and um that's kind of it's kind of like hmm okay and um so, like, you know, he's like, oh, like, are you scared of Kodanima? Like, are, like, what's, like, like, jokingly, and uh, Teo's just kind of, like, not having it. He's, like, not here for this. Um, and so what, they, they sort of, like, gradually, like, warm to her. Um, so, like, that happens. I don't actually know whether Captain Jung ever, like, does anything. Sp- oh, no, yes. What happens is um, at some point they're... Okay, I'm trying to remember, like, when all of this stuff happens, but, um, at some point, um, Bubs, the android, um, is sitting with, uh, Nima and, um, like, does her makeup, and there's this really good moment where, um, the little girl is, like, you know, like, or, or, um, she's getting, she's getting her makeup done, and she was, like, talking about the other people, and then, um, Bob's is like, oh, like, you're such a, like, you look so beautiful with this makeup on now, and, um, and, or some, something like that, and Kotonima's like, oh, like, and what about, like, you, pretty lady, um, and Bob's is just like, oh, <laughs> hello, like, hello, um, and it's just, it's so good because the robot is trans, and it's just, like, a part of, a part of her story, and, it, like, out of the blue I did not expect that somebody just needs to tell me when all the cool trans characters are in stuff that I'm gonna watch because this just keeps happening um but like so yeah so it's very clear like from the beginning Bubs is like in the sort of like generic like android body that like uh, she used to be like a military droid or something like that and she's in this generic body that's like red is very like I mean it's like not really androgynous it's kind of like a little bit broad-shouldered like it's it's the kind of um robot body that like I think is intended to be read as male um and I believe it's a a male voice actor who who plays her for um for most of this um for all of this actually um but so so it's like out of the blue that the, this robot is just trans and uh and that quote Nemo was like able to tell and just like immediately was like yeah like hi pretty lady and she she like just like I was like oh my like hello like how, you you see me and it was so good um but so anyway um this is kind of relevant but like so Bubs has been saving all of the money that she's been winning like at these like poker games or whatever um for uh like a skin graft like she wants um 
her all of her body uh, to look like so like she looking at um Dorothy at Kotnima like she sees that like you know oh my god like your 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 skin is so good like for for a robot um and then she kind of says like wait a second like you're not and then like it like she, she never actually says like you're not a robot but it's like kind of heavily implied that like oh wait like this 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 actual robot knows that this is a real ass human being and not a robot um so then you're kind of like hmm tiny human do you have a nuclear bomb inside you what's what's going on here um and so that kind of starts and so so at the, at some point um they start they decide they're going to rendezvous with um the the scientist again and um so they go, they go back to the factory, which is like where they're, they, they mainly work and live, um, to, to rendezvous with this man. And, excuse me, um, he, uh, what's, so, so at some point, um, like, Captain Zhang does, does Kotnima's hair, um, like, like, washes it and combs it and stuff like that, um, because the other two were fighting over how to do it. It's really, it's like this really adorable water fight, and it's very cute, and she, Kotnima is just adorable this entire time. Um, so they kind of have this bonding moment, and what just keeps happening is, like, Teo does not want to bond with this child. Um, and it's kind of revealed in bits and pieces, um, with, like, sort of Sullivan talking a little bit about his backstory, um, and, oh, and also Bub's, um, tells Kotnima like a lot about the three other people of like what they've done in the past um so like Park um uh can't set foot on earth again because he'll be executed for um like some of the crimes that he did while dealing drugs um Captain Zhang I don't remember a lot about her backstory I'm not gonna lie to you um I I think she like she tries she tried to kill Sullivan at some point that's all I remember um, and Teo is revealed, um, was found as a kid, um, by, like, Sullivan himself, and was part of, um, the, like, inaugural forces of the UTE, or whatever the hell, UTA, um, and he was, like, a he was a child soldier, and, like, fought in battles up until he was, like, 17 or 18 or something like that, um, and, like, at, at 17 was, like, the most decorated pilot, um, and then at some point, I think when he was 19, 20, um, he uh, is, so his job is to like stop the um, non-citizens from getting to the, that sort of like Edenic ring around the, the, the planet. Um, and so he like goes in and shoots up a vessel that was trying to get there and in the vessel is like a family um, and like a mom and a baby and um, the baby is still alive when he gets in there and he kind of like stops and he's like um, it, it's described like that like she looked like an angel to him in that moment or something um, and he like kind of like has this realization that what he's been doing is wrong and not what he wants to be doing and that like like he doesn't want to fight anymore that what that you know being this this pilot cop man is not right. And so he, he takes this baby in um, and raises uh, the girl as his own. Um, and he's like, you know, this young 20-something kid. And I'm just like, already my heart's like, ah. And, um, but so he, yeah, so he raises, um, I think her name is Suni. Um, she is deaf because of 
his what he did shooting like the loud noises of the gunfire um and he he like blames himself for it and um like he does like everything he can to raise her right um but at some point he decides to uh, he he declines to fight for um Sullivan and his his people anymore and so because of that um excuse me um because of that excuse me again i think i drank too much apple cider um so because of that he gets kind of like kicked out of the ability to live in in that ring um and he now has to go live on earth and he's cut off from all of his savings um he's got to start with zero like zero money literally um and uh it's a mess um but then the other thing that happens that is like again it's sort of slowly revealed in bits and pieces is that um Sunni his daughter um was killed question mark in um a, a ship accident like when he was on um when he was like somewhere in between earth and uh the the the, the ring or whatever um uh she he was like playing poker trying to get more money for them or something and he was kind of dismissive of her and she wandered off and then when something happened to the 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 station that they were on and like walls blew and stuff like that she was shot out into space um and so what we find out is that he's been trying to save money to get um like to 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 pay this company to um go like get her out of orbit basically like rescue her body um and it's kind of unclear whether like they can bring her like back to life i i don't think they can but um and it's maybe just more of like a like he wants one final moment with her um but so that's that's sort of his driving force throughout all of this and he kind of refuses to talk with um or to bond with kotnima just because like like it's it's so clear that like she she is the thing that's going to get him enough money that he can see Suni one more time um he's trying not to like bond with this literal child um that they're going to trade to people for like two million dollars um because he he doesn't want to feel guilty about it um so that's kind of his whole thing so so this is so while this is going on we also get occasional glimpses at Sullivan and Sullivan's whole thing. And so he starts out as like, you know, you're your typical like a businessman, spaceman, business um dude. <laughs> and he how long have I been talking? Oh shit! <laughs> this is literally gonna be a fucking hour. Oh my god, I hope my phone has enough storage. Um Okay. Um I guess I know what my new favorite movie is. Anyway, um, so meanwhile, Sullivan is um, talking. Uh, he, we, we get this sort of backstory of him um, doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's a guy. He's, he's your typical business guy. And then there's like this bit where reporters come and talk to him and like ask him questions. And these are reporters who like are from Earth. Um, so they're not like typically allowed in this like Eden space, but um they're allowed for this one time and this this one guy like is like really up in arms about like you know how like this is terrible like you know you're just leaving all these people on earth to die like three million three billion people blah 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 and the guy um 
and other people are like shush like don't 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 say that and Sullivan's like oh no no it's it's fine it's a good question um and that that sort of happens um and you we kind of see him like more and more become this sort of like dictator figure um who people are afraid of and there's this one scene when that guy the reporter guy gets brought in um and he they, they've got like one of the people from this terrorist organization that um has been plaguing them and uh Sullivan turns to this reporter and is like like if you here here's a gun if you shoot this man um who's going to die anyway cuz he's he's a terrorist and that's like that's the, the the payment for the crime um if you shoot this man then I'll let you and your family into our Eden um and this man is clearly like does not want to talk about this does not want to do, like is uncomfortable but um ultimately does shoot uh, the other guy um, in the hopes that his family can have some sort of um, safety and it's like so clear throughout all of this that um, like people are talking about like how debt is always a thing and like all you can do is look out for your family and there's, there's it's just people who are put in terrible circumstances that are just making the best of it and this man is another, like, clearly another one of them. Um, and, like, we just see those kinds of people throughout this entire movie. And I'm like, that's why it's so good about, like, commentary and um, stuff like that. But, so Sullivan, like, turns to this man and is like, you are the, like, that like that just proved that your DNA is bad and you're, you're amoral and you're the kind of scum that we don't want in this Eden and kills him and it's just like that's kind of when you see oh this man is kind of unhinged he's not even just like jeff bezos level bad he's like literally gonna murder people um so so that's happening um anyway i'm only like halfway through this plot my guy um so they bring the, the 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 four main people bring kotnim to uh to um her to the, the the ransom man um and there's 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 oh she and she and teo do have this like one little bonding moment where they like oh shit actually i've got to fuck I, I forgot it to say this because this is important so but one of the things that she does is she kind of looks at this plant that they have on board that's like dead and then it comes to life a little bit and starts growing tomatoes and everyone's like what the fuck okay um so normal human girl but can grow tomatoes apparently (laughs) i mean i guess a normal human can do that but like you know she did it with her brain um anyway so she and teo have this like nice little bonding moment where they they sell some tomatoes to make money um that's really cute um and like all of their their fellow sweeper friends are like oh my god tomatoes these are so good we've never had like fresh fruit um and it's exactly like, you know, this is this is better than anything we could have ever hoped for. Um, and so they go to meet this, they go to, they go to make this exchange, ty- take two. Um, and this time, what they find out is that um, the, the, they're, these terrorist um, people kind of try to, to steal Kotnima like beforehand. Um, and they're like, what the hell? And they, like, they get her back and then they're like, okay, like, let's have a conversation. What the fuck is going on here? Because, um, the people in this terrorist organization are people like we've seen before, some side characters that they talk to. Um, 
And so what it turns out to be is that this um, this terrorist organization is actually um, an uh, environmentalist organization that is trying to um, make a better future for life on Earth. And sort of like at the head of this is this the scientist that they were talking about. Um, and it turns out that uh, Konima is his daughter and she was ill at some point and there was no cure and so what he did was he injected her with a bunch of these nanobots that he was experimenting on as like a last ditch effort and it healed her but it also made her gave her like the ability to like control like nanobots basically and um save save uh um like like can grow things and save people and like stop bullets and shit like that with her brain and all he wants is like her back and um so this you we have this yes so this terrorist organization is actually environmentalists who are just like trying to make things right and it turns out that they kind of like they kind of explain this that um this this weapon dorothy that people are talking about she was used to um grow stuff on mars but once she outgrew her usefulness there Sullivan didn't want to keep her around because then that might mean hope for the people on Earth, and he couldn't he couldn't have that because these these people are this are scum, like so he was going to kill her and that's why this whole fake thing about her being a weapon, um, when in reality she's like the only hope that humans have left, um, on Earth, um, and so this whole thing is kind of being revealed as they're as they're making this exchange, um. The, the, the fancy people bust in again. There's this one girl named, like, Camilla, I think, who's, like, the head of, like, the the, the police force of the UT, UTA, UTE. Um, and she, like, tries to fuck shit up. They all have to kind of scramble and, like, get off world. Um, and so, again, take two, hostage exchange. Take two, failure. Um, but the, the, the team, the victory team, gets the fuck out. They go through the Lagrangian point of um, Earth's orbit that's like full of these like un indestructible nanobots, and they're like, "Oh my God, we're definitely gonna die!" And then um, Kotnima saves them, and it's like great. And they're like, "Oh my God, wow, she's so powerful." Um, more things happen. I don't remember them, um, but basically they're like, "Okay, we're gonna try a third, <laughs> a third hostage thing." Um, let's see. And, like, Kotnima's, like, gradually getting closer and closer to Teo. Um, and they... Okay, they go to this third hostage exchange, hopefully where there's no... Not going to be any bad guys. And they go, and they're, like, finally going to do it. And Kotnima's like, oh, my God, my dad, hello! And it's really sweet. And, and then there's, like, still an hour left of the movie, and you're like, oh, fuck. Um, and she, so she gets back to her dad, and then everything's going to be great. Um, and then it turns out that, like, the place that they thought was safe was really not, and it was a trap, and in come the, the bad guys, and they kill everyone except for Kotnima and the four, um, including Kotnima's dad, the scientist. Um, and so it's like, well, everything's shit now. And they take her, and they go and put her in a room um, with a nuclear bomb, which is the only way that they can kill her, um, and their plan is to blow up this nucle nuclear bomb at the factory where all of the um, space sweepers live and work, and then make that crash into the Earth and kill everybody. 
And so that's this plan. They're going to do that, and then they're going to fucking move everybody else who's great and pure or whatever to Mars. Um, and then you've just got these, like, four people left. And sort of amidst all of this, Teo is still, like, very keen on getting his money for, like, this hostage exchange. And, like, Park and Captain Zhang are... are and uh, I mean, Bubs is kind of, like, in this a lot. Um, but the two of them are like, you know, like, dude, like, chill out. Like, you know, like, we're just happy to see her get home safely. Um, and so, yeah, so he's still kind of, like, living that life. Um, anyway, everything goes to shit. They're like, fuck. And then they're like, oh, there's, like, nothing we can do. Oh, my God. Um, and Teo's like, I'm going to just take the money. Like, um, Sullivan is like, you guys, um, you know, you guys can do whatever you want. Like, you're going to die anyway. Um, and Teo's like, I'm going to take my split of the money anyway and go find Suni before we all die. And so he leaves. And then he, like, you know, thinks about his daughter and, like, um how she had like the last thing that like he had got he had of hers is like this book that she was writing in um that said like she wanted to grow up to be a good man like her father or something like that and it's just this emotional thing of like he goes up to this this woman who had initially had to turn him down because all of his funds were wiped clean and he was in debt um he couldn't pay in cash as um or he had to pay in cash as a non-citizen um, and he gives her, he gives her all this cash and she's like, oh my gosh, like, of course we can like find your loved one in like 24 hours with this much money. Um, and so, um, he just like, again, has this sort of like a revelation of like, he's not who he wants to be. And if he wants to go back to being that person that his daughter saw in him, he needs to do better. And so he goes back to the ship and you like you had this moment of like, what is it? The the hero denies the call or whatever the fuck and then goes back. I guess I think that's supposed to happen in the beginning of the movie. Whatever. Um and so he like so he returns and then they're like, Okay, let's fuck shit up. Like, we're gonna go save her, we're gonna go save everybody, it's gonna be great. And so then you get this awesome rescue that's gonna go on. They go they go and like try to try to save her and they're like, Oh shit, we can't defuse this bomb. If we try to hack into it, it's just gonna it's just gonna blow up. Like there's nothing we can do. Um, and they were like, but the worst part of it is that like she is the only hope, and this bomb is gonna kill her unless we can get her like five thousand kilometers away. Is basically the thing. Um, excuse me. Um, so they're like, oh shit, what do we do? And then Camilla comes in at some point, and she starts beating people up. And then Park is like, I'm gonna beat you up, and then he chops off her hand and it's a nice bookend um and so basically they're like oh shit what the fuck can we do um okay let's just like what we're gonna do is just get Kotonima on this on on our plane or on our on our ship and just fucking like run as fast as we can as far as we can um and then they start getting attacked by more of the these like droids and like the the uta forces and stuff like that and they're like oh my god what can we do and so then what they do is the best the best moment in this in this fucking movie it's so good they call on like the emergency channel for the the space sweepers and say like hey everyone we're going to die um unless we can do something um so can you please help us get out and like you just see this like the scene of like all of these different like space sweepers in different places um and like some of them are like recurring characters we've seen before um 
this one French guy who's their friend at some point, um, and the team that they were originally stealing stuff from at the beginning, um, and all of them are just like, like, yeah, like we've, you know, we're all gonna die anyway. We've got nothing to lose. All we can do is help in this moment. And then there's like this, this um, great shot of like all of these ships that are all ragtag and like bundled together um, and unique and disjointed um, against these like droids from this UTA that are all crisp and clear and perfect and blue and shiny. Um, and they're all like coming together like in this like wide shot of like the two, the two forces meeting. And, and then there's just like, like they're all having fun with this battle of like working together. And it's just so good. Cause it's like these people who are like, you know, kind of pissy at like, you know, all of these people who are like down on their luck and just trying to make a few extra dollars. And, um, they all kind of like hate the victory crew a little bit cause they, they're sometimes like stealing, stealing their shit. Um, but they're like, there's nothing else we can do but try and but help and that's that's what's so good about movies like this of like the whole point is like hope and the whole point is like when you have nothing else you have other people and you have the ability to work together and try and try something and it's just just such a good it's such a good moment and so um so you've got all of these people who are like going pew pew pew, and then the, the main team goes whoosh, and like goes the fuck out, and it's, it's so good. And then Sullivan shows up in his fancy little fucking thing, and he's like, "I'm gonna get that girl." And he's like going real real nuts. He's got like this weird vein thing going on throughout most of this movie. It's unclear what the fuck is happening with that. Like I'm like, is he? an alien is he being taken over by some sort of mm, malicious force unclear that is one thing that i wish that they kind of like cleaned up a little bit um but he's like his veins are very purple at this point um and he's like rushing after that and like like give me the girl etc etc um and so they're just like flying all they possibly can out as far as possible um they've got this like radar that tells them how far they are and they just need to make that like five five thousand mark um and you know good bet epic battle um everyone like gets hurt at some point and then like finally like right at right towards the end he starts ripping their their um their ship up trying to find um Kotnima. and um then teo like um says to the other people, like, you know, like, it's been an honor flying with you or whatever. And it's kind of like, what? And then we see um, they finally clear the the 5,000 mark. And then um, Sullivan rips, like, the last bit of, like, the hold to shreds and sees um, the bomb that was supposed to go off um, in the factory. And... It's like this moment of like, oh shit. And you realize they've like pulled this switcheroo of like, they gave Kotnima to their French friend and told him to like fly in the other direction. And they were flying in this direction. And knowing that it was like a suicide mission that the bomb, there was no way they could stop this bomb. And, but like what they've just done is saved 3 billion people along with 
the future of humanity and this little girl that they've grown to love and it's so good um and like while this is all happening you have like these news broadcasts that are going off like telling like the people in the the sort of like eden ring even along with the people of earth but like are starting to hear like all of this shit that's going down this like they they picked up um Sullivan saying something on the emergency channel um, about like he doesn't care if three billion people die and like everybody's like horrified by this idea um, and then like they all like there's like this one reporter that's like wait wh- what how, how oh my god the bomb went off like somebody flew it out and it's just like this moment of like relief of like these people in gas masks on earth and like looking up at the sky and realizing that they're not gonna die because these like four selfless people were like we just want to save this girl that is like ours now and also all of humanity and it's just so good um but they don't die. It's okay. It's fine. It's even better than Rogue One in that aspect because um, Count Nima can control like nanobots or whatever, and she puts those fucking like indestructible boys around them, and then zoops them back really fast, and they're all good, and it's so good, and it's everyone's happy, and it's a big reunion, and they've just saved everybody, and Sullivan is fucking dead in the middle of space, um, and they're all like, oh my god, like everything's fine, and it's like a happy ending and like happy for everyone and it's happy for um the main characters who were so ready to sacrifice themselves um and they they get paid reparations and um so like uh, i think they like they you know they, they 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 do fun stuff with their money bubs gets herself um like a full skin thing and she's so good at the end and she's like talking about like getting a voice modifier too and um it's just like like oh my gosh they let the robot be trans and actually like like get to a point in her transition where she wanted to be by the end of the movie um and Teo is able to like use some sort of like nanobot technology with um Kotonima to connect with Sumi one more time and he like sees her and like you know apologizes and gets one last like hug from her in like some sort of mindscape type thing and like changes it's like basically like changes his actions of like when he kind of dismissed her back at the beginning of that whole thing um and so uh it's just like this this really nice little peaceful happy ending um and it's like very clear that they've all officially like adopted Kotnima too. They're like talking about sending her to boarding school, and they're and like Park is like, oh, like you know, like you should see what all the other parents are doing. And it's just this like cute little family of the four of them and this girl, um, which I'm I was like kind of like worried. I mean, like it's the kind of thing of like she had a dad at the beginning of this movie, and I was like, oh damn, like I want her to go back to her dad because that's nice. Um, but I was also kind of like, but I love this little family dynamic here. Um, and so I kind of didn't want her dad to die because like, you know, you want good things for this child, but then her dad died and I was like, yes, they're going to be a good family. Sorry, sorry, Dr. Dad, who is really cool, but you know, for narrative pur- purposes, I'm fine with your death. Um, but that's, that's just, the, that's the thing. It's just like love and doing something when you can is like the the thing that that saves everybody that like like Kotnima's love for these these four people 
um, is what, you know, saves them and brings them back. And their love for her and, you know, solidarity with the people on Earth who are all stuck in these, these this shitty situation is is what prompts them to sacrifice themselves. And, and then it all just ends like happily Kotnima like every now and then will go out and like make sure like more plants exist on on earth and it's gradually like doing that and um the the like UTA or whatever it is is like under new management and they're gonna they're gonna try to fix like all the things that went wrong and it's just such a hopeful story and it's got the best found family vibes of these utter messes who just like lift each other up through love and ah a good plot and i'm uh, how long have i been talking i've really been talking about this for an hour oh my god um anyway i think the thing that i think i'm so surprised about with this movie is that Again, this is a genre that I love in books. I feel like it does really well um, with the. Um, I'm trying to think of like actually like which books in in spe- in specific, um, but like like specifically like the Becky Chambers books, um, On a Sunbeam, like this this genre is done so well in like with like sort of like niche authors who, like mainly like queer authors or authors who write queer characters um who like have this story to tell about this found family and um it's really good and I love that and this was just like utterly shocking to me to see as a movie um just because like I I feel like that's never done or it's never done or not not often done well um if it is chosen because people are very much like you know romance there was no romance in this aside from like this one mention of like captain Zhang and the um the french friend or whatever like having had had a toward night of love at some point um there was zero romance it was just like familial love and that doesn't happen in movies anymore it's like it's they they want um people like to to ship they want um big fights they want good cgi this movie had fucking great cgi too it was like the 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 space scenes were beautiful um they want good cgi they want marketable characters um and this was like kind of like none of that it felt like the kind of thing that was like a book that got turned into a very 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 good version of like it as a movie um and it like just makes me wonder like if there's more of that kind of out there um I don't know. It's like it's it's just right in the 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 corner of this sort of like actually good space operas, um, space operas that are like fun to watch and they're kind of jaunty, um, and like space opera books about found family and it was so good. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I want to say about it um, other than just great great characters i love them all i am so glad that they're such a good family now um again a trans robot character iconic um teo who uh like single father by choice growing out of his 
conditioning as a child soldier and learning to love another child again. Amazing. Um, Captain Jong and Park being, like, these two badass soldiers who, like, mellow out and tame themselves because they love this girl so much. Amazing. The, The force of love and camaraderie being the thing that um, saves the world. Absolutely great. Ah, good movie. Good good movie. I think I'm actually done now. Oh, Jesus Christ, this was fucking long. Goodbye.